Hi, my name is Shay Ribeiro. I'm in Profe Polito's class at the University of San Diego. And today I'm with Rigo. Rigo, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I sure will. My name is Rigo Reyes. I'm originally here from San Diego. I was born and raised here. I grew up on the south side in the South Bay, uh, particularly in San Isidro and then later on in Del Sol. I've been active in the community for many years. I've uh, been uh, part of the Chicano Park Steering Committee for almost 50 years now. Wow. So I've been involved in, in different phases of, uh, of, of Chicano Park, and uh, my background has been pretty much as an activist, uh, growing up in the civil rights movement. Uh, uh, that was pretty influential to, to me in my life. And I've been pretty much active. I was here doing the takeover of Chicano Park as a, as a kid bike our ways from San Isidro all the way to Logan Heights just to witness the takeover of Chicano Park. So we landed here and uh, we never left. Wow. We're still here, we're still active and uh, very proud to be part of, uh, of uh, the activism that has happened here throughout the years and uh, still active. That's nice. Today we're going to talk about a little bit the pillar um, and the Lowrider Council and how do you play a part in that? Well, I was one of the co-founders of the Central Lower Council, wow. which was established back in 1979. And what was happening here, particularly in National City, Highland in particular, uh, Highland was kind of like the mecca of cruising. And uh, because of the law enforcement uh, policies and uh, politics, if you, if you will, uh, harassment started happening a lot with the, uh, with the, with the lowriders. And uh, at that same time, uh, ironically, a uh, few movies came out more or less around the same time that kind of portray the lowriders as gangs and gangbangers and things yeah. of that nature. Negatively influenced. Definitely negative, stereotyped, if you will. And uh, for us, it was so important to, to try to change that perspective. So we started to get organized. We started to get organized as car clubs. And uh, one of the car, local car clubs decided to do uh, an event here at Chicago Park to basically to promote a positive image of lowriders and uh, that's where the idea, the concept came from as far as uh, us getting together, organized and developing this uh, this council. At this time, I believe it is the oldest cartel council, lowrider council in the country. Oh my God. We've been together for over 40 years. That's crazy. 1979, so, so it's, it's a lot of years that we've uh, uh, continued to gather, continue to meet on a regular basis. And I think uh, uh, it's a very strong uh, coalition of different car clubs here in San Diego. And I do know that the, the clubs were kind of seen as separated um, back in the day, but since lowriders have been banned in San Diego, do you think that these car clubs have conjoined as a type of community to support the lowriders? I would think so. I think, uh, once again, I think the council was instrumental for that. Uh, at that time, uh, pretty much every car club was independent. And it's still pretty, they're still pretty independent, but the fact of, belie of belonging to a council, to a coalition, is uh, to, some, to some extent, it's a commitment. A commitment of, uh, of uh, communication, communicating and organizing. Uh, when we organize events, we ask for each other's support. So we do organize events individually as car clubs, and also we organize events as a coalition, as a, as a council the annual uh, gathering that we have. We have an annual picnic. We have an annual um, uh, gathering for uh, toys for the kids here in the community. 
and then we have uh, annual Christmas uh, dance that we that we that we organize as a whole. Mm. And as an organization, do you think that there has been other struggles outside that has encountered your organization to be, shall I say, kind of harmed or abused in any way? Like, did you have the support from your community? Were there any other struggles that you think that? There has been throughout the time, uh, even within our community, within, within our own uh, Chicano community. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning, uh, uh, when we first started to, uh, to come out as car clubs, uh, there was still that, uh, that image or that uh, stereotype uh, negative towards, 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 towards us, towards, towards car clubs. It took it took years, but but uh, to some extent now it's become more uh, culturally accepted to the point that uh, that uh, now we're invited all over the place as far as you know uh, community gatherings, community events, uh, quinceañeras, weddings, things of that nature. Uh, uh, the Chicano Park celebration each year brings 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 uh, a lot of lowriders from all over the country yeah uh, to represent here at Chicano Park so to some extent within their community is something that that, that we've been able to uh, to really support and and change that image unfortunately to the rest of the, of the, of the country or to the rest of society if you will there's still those negative stereotypes and it doesn't help much that it's been portrayed uh, particularly with the media and and, and social media and and movies and things of that nature that sometimes they represent us in a very negative way. Yeah. And and internally, sometimes it becomes difficult because uh, although we're trying to portray a positive image, you still can't control individuals that, uh, for the sake of uh, two minutes of fame, they're they're willing and, and ready to uh, to be used in any way a uh, uh, production or, a, or or a director wants to use them. Exactly. And Especially in the political verse as well. Too. Definitely. Definitely, and that's something that we try to be very careful with. And again, I, I, I'm, 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 at this point, I'm speaking on behalf of, uh, of, of Amigos Car Club, which is one of the oldest car clubs here in San Diego, but uh, we're also part of the, of the San Diego Lower Council. And, I mean, I know that lowriders have been banned for over 30 years in San Diego, but do you think that this is going to change anytime soon? And that lowriders might be able to cruise the abs of Hillcrest in all parts of San Diego. I certainly hope so. Although the main the main emphasis has been in National City, I think that uh, cruising to a great extent is something that uh, uh, has been slowed, if you will, because of the bans and because of the laws and law enforcement specifically and politics and everything that comes along with it. Of course. Uh, but I hope they do open that window in a sense because. Uh, uh, I strongly feel that low riding came from the streets, and by banding, by banding us on, from the streets is something we lose. We lose a little bit of ourselves in it. Unfortunately, because of the bans, many outsiders, and by outsiders I mean promoters and things of that nature, uh, have an open door and be, have become have developed a, a business from from us. Uh, many of the promoters that are making a lot of money or whatever, and the new generations of lowriders, the new, the, the up-and-coming lowriders, they see the carcel circuit as the lowrider mecca. Mm-hmm. And it was never about that. 
I mean, it's art. It's how you guys portray yourselves. It's, right. it's in your identity. It's it's in your blood. So, it's, yeah. it's definitely, and, and uh, the carceral circuit happens to be the only venue where people could literally come in and showcase, you know, what they've done. Where, whereas in my generations or whatever, I mean, everything's the streets. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys could just cruise anywhere. Everyone right. would stop for you guys. I mean. Definitely. And, and, and that's something that, that, that people really need to be aware of in a sense that, that low riding in a sense, it wasn't as, uh, as uh, social or as uh, quote unquote control as, as the system is, is as, as put upon us. Uh, we would, I remember cruising through all through Highland, uh, through Golden Hill Parks to here through through Chicano Park, and it wasn't it wasn't there was no social media, so it was just at the spare of the moment. It wasn't it wasn't coordinated or organized. It was just at the spare of the moment, and mm. we know each other and and we know, and therefore law enforcement had a difficult time knowing well, where are these guys at. I mean, yeah, they had a bunch of restrictions on you guys. I remember uh, Profe talking about like being the car had to be a certain amount of measurements below the ground Correct. or else the car would be vacant like how how did you feel about these restrictions back in the day it was just that restrictions and and harassment to a great extent for us it was it was it was a cultural it's our cultural identity if you will and to have somebody from the outside telling you yes you can't do that no you no, can't, can't do, do that, that. Mm. you know it's, it's very restrictive in a sense and to a great extent, even the bands, the bands that, uh, that, that exist mm-hmm. here in San Diego, particularly in National City, as far as no cruising ordinances, so, you know, I think those particular laws are, are, are uh, a staple or uh, uh, a ban in our constitutional rights. Towards, it, towards only a certain amount of a group of people. Exactly. Which it's, is just neglecting at it, that it's, point. It's selective enforcement. And and for us, it's 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 a it's a, a definitely a target. It's definitely a target. A selective enforcement, like I mentioned before, and focusing primarily on Chicanos, number one, and lowriders. Which is crazy because I mean, San Diego is mostly populated from Chicanos, and it it does hurt me to hear you say this and live through the experience of this, but. How do you think Chicano Park has helped you with these type of restrictions and with your council and all that? How do you think that they have helped you in some sorts of way? I mean, I know they showcase the lowriders for Chicano Park Day, so that definitely makes a big difference. But what else do you think? I think Chicano Park has become the hub for for lowriders. Many of the lowriders actually meet here at the park mm. on, on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, on a bi-weekly basis. This is where they held their, their meetings. Mm. Uh, Chicano Park uh, had to us has, has become sort of like the, uh, the hub of, of not only of, the, of, of, of lowriding, but of our own culture, of the whole culture and our own identity. To me, it's helped me in a sense because I developed, I came from, you know, <clears throat> I came from the era of the civil rights movement, and uh, when we started the club I belong to, uh, Amigos Car Club, the founders, including myself, I was one of the founders, we had been involved already in, in the Chicano movement through various different organizations, Chicano, Ch- uh, Chicano organizations. Mm-hmm. So to a great extent, it gave us a good foundation. It gave us a strong foundation to organize and, and get organized as lowriders. So I, I, um, I credit, 
I created Chicano Park and all the efforts. You know, I, I I'm a former Brown Beret. Oh, so, really? So, so that gave me a very wow. strong foundation of of, uh, of of community organizing and and things of that nature. So, and actually, the other founder, there was two of us that, that were founding members. We were both Brown Berets. Mm. So, so uh, uh, Chicano Park has has been very instrumental to to our to our development. And how long has Amigos been? A committee or council, should I say? Uh, Amigos is actually one of the car clubs that belong to the Lower Council. Okay. And uh, Amigos has been together since 1977. Wow. So we just celebrated 46 years. Actually, last month was our 46th anniversary. Prior to prior to starting Amigos, we did have another car club that was actually established in 1972. We had the Casinos, Casinos Car Clubs from, 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 from South San Diego. Uh, in 1977, we decided to... Um, to slow down and, and break up the casinos and, and the same bunch of guys started Amigos, Amigos Car Club. How many members do you have in Amigos as of right now? Right now we have about 19 members, okay. active, active members. We have about 25 members that, that maybe about six or seven of them are, are not active. And why do you think that may be for them not being active? Is it just... Age. Age. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you guys have come a long way. That's That's a long time. Yes, and 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 uh, to us, it's it's it's. You said something earlier that's very true. It's it's not. This is not a hobby. Mm. This is a way of life. This is a lifestyle. This is who we are. And a lot of people see it. Oh, you guys have a very nice hobby or whatever. And and I I take offense to it because it's not a hobby. It's not like we go golfing or yeah. We do this day in and that day out. We breathe. We you know we. There's an old saying that we have hydraulic fluid going through our veins. I mean, this is how you speak to the community. This that's that's your power. Yes. Right there. Yeah. yeah. And it just I. It still gives me chills just thinking that someone would want to just strip someone of their identity like that and so quick just because they might not like it or just pre preconceived emotions, exactly. if anything. And it's it's really heartbreaking that it has to happen in this city where we're so close to the border, we're fighting for these rights to be banned. Like, it definitely gives me chills. And, you know, going back to the, like, pillar, what was your message trying to be sent to the community? Um, you know, doing the pillar and having the low-rider car clubs on there. I, I think that representation, the fact that the, that, uh, the museum, the Chicano Park, Museum and Cultural Center and the Chicano Park State Committee, both entities approached us with that, with this, with this concept, with this idea, and just to be invited to be part of that, I think to us was uh, was a great honor to express and share our passion, and not not just our passion, but uh, the struggles that we've had over the years. In that particular pillar, we focus so we try to deliver a message as far as. For example, the whole initiative of, of, of Highland Avenue National City uh, recently is being all over the news. Uh, but very credit, very little credit is due as the first initiative that was done back in the late 70s, early 80s. And the pillar kind of tells that story, how we were organized back then, how we organized the community, how we approached different entities, different organizations to come support us. As an example, there's a, there's a letter in that, in that pillar that I actually wrote. Oh, you did? Back in 1981, asking support for the San Diego Lower Council from the Chicano Park, excuse me, from the Committee on Chicano Rights in National City. 
and the committee actually agreed to come to our support to come to our aid and particularly give us legal assistance so all those stories all those stories are uh, you know nobody talks about it yeah you know uh, and and through this pillar we were kind of telling that story we 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 we, we included a, a, a poster actually it was a poster but uh, because of the size of the pillar we had to kind of reduce it to a, a letter size letter size um, uh, flyer uh, there's a letter that I mentioned before there's uh, that's actually signed it was signed by all the active uh, car clubs of that era some of them that are no longer with us but that's historical mm-hmm. that's historical and also uh, placing uh, the issues and the struggles and the discrimination that we felt or the that we felt at that time we were still continue feeling yeah. in particular here in National City. So all that story is kinda is, is kinda there. That at least that's the that's the message that we're trying to portray. Also another another struggle that we had was back in two thousand two, I believe it was. Yeah, two thousand two. That's when I was born. Wow. <laughs> uh, in two thousand two we had uh Laura the magazine that was coming into town and we didn't agree with Laura Magazine and the promotional aspect of it as far as coming in town and charging us a tremendous amount of money at that time. And not only that, but controlling everything that came in. So in other words, even if you want to bring water in, they, they will take it away and basically you have to buy it from them. So all these injustices, and again, once again, uh, 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 outside is coming into your town and controlling all these aspects. And yes, you wanted to participate, but at the same time, we felt offended. We felt we felt used, if you will, because the majority of the people that are coming and paying good money to come into the car shows, they come to see our cars, and yet we're being charged a lot of money just to get the cars inside. So we felt that that wasn't fair. So we kind of we kind of boycotted. We kind of we boycotted uh, uh, the magazine. Uh, we did show up. We, we picketed, and over over two hundred fifty cars showed up and left. And uh, we had already uh, an event uh, uh, organized, uh, not too far away from from the from the event. As it turns out, uh, they kind of broke in a sense. They broke in a sense that uh, they were expecting a lot more people to come, and we were successfully able to boycott them. And uh, that was the, that was the last time they came to San Diego. And for us, it was it was it was a very strong message that was being delivered, not just to Lori Magazine, but to all the promoters. Well, yeah, you can't just use someone and think that they can just suck everything out of you and, you know, you not get anything. Like, this right. is this is your life, you know what I mean? Right. And I think they had trouble seeing that, that this isn't just something you like or something you like to do. It's it's your life, you know? Correct. And and, and because uh, uh, they see it as a, as a business, you know, and, and, and by this time, uh, Lowrider had become very corporate. And we didn't agree with 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 a lot of the corporate uh, decisions that were made, and therefore we, we made a stand. And I, I feel it was a very successful successful stand because, like I said, we were able to influence many of the riders, not just local, but people that came from out of town. That at the spur of the moment, they decided, you know what, we're not going in, we're going to back you guys up. And they came with us, and we had a picnic afterwards. And uh, like I said, we had over 250 cars that actually walked away or drove away. <laughs> They cruised away from the from the participating at the Lord magazine. 
Yeah, that definitely, I mean, it needed to be stopped. It needed to be done, and I like that you were definitely one of the people who motivated the rest of the car clubs to initiate this boycott. How many other movements do you think you've had like that or some type of boycott, if so, about the low-riding community? There's been a few. There was there was there was actually even local local promoters that that when it, when it started getting pretty popular, uh, they started producing their own their own events or whatever. And sometimes you know the way they cater to different people, uh, we didn't necessarily agree. And uh, in some instances, we did boycott those those uh, those initiatives, and it was felt. It was felt in a sense because uh, you know it's strength through unity. And, and the console and stuff, I think it's been pretty successful as far as that. And uh, e- even with the boycott with Laura Magazine, uh, the initiative actually came from LA. Some of the, some of the, uh, other, other consoles from, from LA that were, that were organizing, but uh, when they came to approach us about, about boycott here in San Diego, they were impressed at how organized we were, because uh, they, they weren't as organized as we were here in San Diego. And actually, when when we agreed to participate on the on the boycott, we just took it on. We just took took, took it on, and and they have very little to say or, or even influence as far as as far as uh, the decisions that were made here in San Diego. And uh, they kind of tipped their hats to us because you know what, the, uh, we we can do that in in LA. Why? Because number one, we're not as organized, and there's a lot of friction conflicts between between the car clubs over there and the car clubs here. Yeah, and the cartels here were more organized, were more united, and, and we we showed a united front. And I think that's very important as far as uh, the success that we've had over the years. I mean, yeah, I think having the community and having the outside communities back, especially in Chicano um, area around here, I think that having their back has definitely made an impact um, on a lot of the movements. Because, I mean, if you don't have people standing up to, you know, what's not right, and what is right, then you know you won't go anywhere. Right. And it's good to have that type of support. Sure, and and uh, in, in that same vein, I think uh, amigos. And once again, I speak right now on behalf of amigos. Uh, we have been the uh, coordinators of the of the of the annual Chicano Park event here in in, in San Diego, and uh, we take great pride in that in a sense because I mean not only not only showcasing the communities efforts and, and, and showcasing uh, all the work that it takes and so on and so forth, but also uh, showing uh, uh, positive role models to, to the kids. Because in every any major car show, here in San Diego or anywhere else in the country, mm-hmm. it's very expensive for mm-hmm. the average Chicanito to go pay to go see some of these cars, you know, on the major car show. We're talking 25, 30 bucks, 35 bucks just to get in. And, and and that's if you're just walking in from the front door. Or yeah, never mind if you have a lowrider. Yeah, mm, if, you exactly. have a, if you have a lowrider, that's a whole different. <laughs> Whereas here at Chicano Park, we try to showcase and we bring people together, and it's a free event to the community. We do charge a fee for the for the cars to come in, but we also try to give back. Mm-hmm. We also try to give back. But within those fees, we pay a lot of the uh, intricates and all the, all, the, all the costs that it takes to put it together. You know, people don't see this or don't know this as far as uh, all the permits, everything that needs to happen, uh, the awards, uh, anything from the bathrooms to everything cost. And as a committee, meaning the Chicano Park Steering Committee, 
we refuse to take any resources from corporate America. Everything is done on a very grassroots level. And therefore, we ask the community to support us, in a sense, because uh, otherwise you start seeing Budweiser and Coca-Cola all over the place, all over the park, and, and we try to stay away from, from any type of corporate influence in the community. So everything is done grassroots. Uh, so we do ask the lowriders to to uh, to support us in that sense, to to pay a fee for to to come and, and show and park here and, and come and celebrate here here at the at the at the park. But I think overall the winners, in my opinion, are are, are is the community, the kids. The kids come and see top-notch cars from all over the country, uh, totally free, totally free. So so that's 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 big. Yeah, and it's not just a fee for the lowriders. I feel like it's. More like donating back to the community and giving, giving more to the Chicano Park. Um, and before we end this, what is your last message to the community of San Diego and how you can portray your voice um, in the amigo sense? Um, I think my biggest message is to be very sensitive and very uh, careful as far as how you're being used. And, and it, takes, it takes a while for you to learn that. And sometimes it takes you to get burned before you realize you know, how, how you were being used. Mm. And it's not worth the two minutes of fame. You know, you gotta do it from the heart, not from the social media aspect. mentality aspect, yes. I think that's my biggest, my biggest uh, message that I would like to share. Well, thank you so much, Rigo, for meeting here, me, meeting me here, and I'm so happy that we were like able to get this information out and you know actually tell the people the real message of what the pillar meant to you, the amigos, and the other lowrider communities. So thank you very much. Thank you.